The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, we hear from the one and only Don Callis in an interview that you must listen to. Also, we have a tag team called the now who's one of the best tag teams in wrestling that you may not have ever heard of. But you know what? It gets extremely emotional. you want to check that out. Also, Mickey James talks about what makes a team work and what's best for business. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The man himself, Mr. Don Callis. Sir, how are you this morning? And thank you, as always, for the time. Mr. LaGreca, what a pleasure to be here with you and Mickey and uh, Tommy. And I appreciate you. And and this is what good business is all about. Even though Tommy is a part of our team, and I know you don't get along, you still joined uh, the show this morning. And I'm and I'm going to say this, and and this is coming from the heart, and me being completely honest. Um, I looked at you a certain way, and the way I looked at you completely changed after that sit down with Jim Ross. And let me tell you why. And whether you're trying to garner it or not, I feel sympathy for you because it's got to be difficult to take somebody like Kenny Omega, which I think you would agree, sir, was I think most people would say the best pro wrestler in the world. I think if you have your PWI 500, he was always at number one. That changed over the last year. I don't think anybody right now looks at Kenny Omega as the number one wrestler in the world. And I think you acknowledge that fact. And I think you realize that fact. And I think there have been people in AEW that has brought Kenny Omega down and your love for somebody that you mentored for somebody you treated almost like your own son, like family. It has got to be tough for you to show tough love. And I think that is exactly what you've done over the course of the last few weeks. So, sir, I am actually going to be the first one to make sure and ask you this question. Are you okay over everything that's happened over the last few weeks? Wow, Dave. I mean, this is why you're the number one guy in the business. I might have to unblock you. I don't know. <laughs> it's, this, is, this, is, this is unbelievable. Thank you. Somewhat, you get me. So, no one ever gets me. And... Uh, you know, yeah, of course. I mean, I have love for Kenny Omega. 
it's it's different than the love say i have for tommy which is a pity that i have for him you know like a <laughs> like a deranged puppy that pees on the carpet that's how i feel about tommy wow. but with kenny the hardest breakups i think in life is when you're the most passionate about your partner but it just doesn't work out you don't really stop loving them but you kind of hate them at the same time and and, and i i think that's what a therapist um would probably say about codependent relationships and um yeah it's it, listen this has been hard on me um my family um has been blown up the only family i've known for a long time because as i mentioned on the jim ross interview david i never had children uh because i always saw that i have superior genetics and to mix those with a person no matter how lovely that person was that at some point that her inferior genetics would dilute my DNA. And at some point, no matter how much I love this child, I would look at them one day as all parents do. And I would say, you disgust me and you're a colossal disappointment and I have to move on from you, my child. <laughs> and so that's not an easy thing to do. Most yeah. parents don't have the guts to do that, Dave. I had the guts to move on. And, you know, we're gonna see, we're gonna see how it goes. I'm not the first parent whose child has chosen their degenerate friends over their family. Am I? I think it's an no, old story. And, 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 and you know what, Dom? When, when I was sitting and listening to that interview that you had with JR, that's exactly the message that came across to me, is that at some point, every child, and I'm a dad, Tommy, Mickey, we're all parents. At some point, your child is going to choose somebody over you, and it's going to be somebody that you know is a negative influence on them. And listen, I know that the Young Bucks are a great tag team. They're not exactly my cup of tea, but I would be disrespectful if I said that they weren't a a great tag team. But I would be blind if I came on the air this morning and said that they haven't brought Kenny Omega down. And and for you to watch that, somebody that you spent half your life mentoring this young man, you have got to be not only disappointed, but to see it actually happen in front of your face and not being able to do anything to change it, I think you made the right decision by what you did. And hopefully it wakes Kenny Omega up. You know what Kenny Omega did? And this is the most tragic because look, I recognize David that I am not the most sympathetic figure in the world at the best of times. So let's just say um, Kenny Omega didn't, as you said, choose his friends over me. Kenny Omega did something much worse than that. He chose his friends over his immense talent and his potential to be the greatest wrestler who ever walked the face of the earth. Listen, People say, oh, how does Takeshita compare to Kenny Omega? You know what I never have to beg Takeshita to do? Wrestle, train, take things seriously. So Kenny Omega was the god of pro wrestling. But just like with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, people are going to question, was it Don or was it Kenny? Was it Kenny or was it Don? All I'll tell you guys is this, and I said it on the interview. I've been there for every major event of his life from the time he was a little kid. I pulled him out of hockey and put him into pro wrestling because I saw something in him. And listen, we won the IWGP title from Okada together. Jericho Omega, the match that changed the entire course of professional wrestling. And we all, I don't need to get into the talking points. Tommy knows them very well. 
It's the most important match of the last century in professional wrestling, not just because of what it did business-wise, but because of how it changed totally the landscape of professional wrestling. I gifted that to Kenny by leveraging a 30-year relationship with my best friend in wrestling, Chris Jericho. And on my first night, David LaGreca and Mickey and Thomas in AEW, after floundering for a year, Kenny Omega wins the world title. And then we won the Impact one and the AAA one along the way. I mean, it was easy. Doesn't look so easy for Kenny now. Think about this, guys. Kenny Omega has been pinned in a match twice in the last two and a half weeks. When has that ever happened? It only happened when the Invisible Hand started doing a little side business with some other folks that no one thought I would ever do business with. Because the goal here, this isn't about today or tomorrow. This is about history. What's written in the history books. And the history books will reflect, Dave LaGreca, that maybe it was a little bit of me and not so much of Kenny. Oof, there's a lot there. Mickey, would you like to say anything? Wait, hold on. Wait, Tommy, Tommy, can I I just correct what you just said? You just said there's a lot there. Correct. Uh, there's a lot of truth there. And I think, I, I think Don Callis I, just, I think he just extended to our audience a lot of truth because I don't think you could find any fault in what he just said. And I don't think you can argue anything that he just said because it's absolutely 100% the truth. It is um, his truth. That is definitely absolutely his truth. I, I believe that. Uh, David, I just can't. I'm sorry, Don. And and nope. absolutely, there is a lot of truth in what he said, but I cannot believe how quick you flipped in favor of Don here. Just we went from he blocked you on social media, big heat, to now you align you you you're on his side. Well, it's Are not you- even Mickey, and I and I apologize. Mr. Callis, that we're getting off a little bit track here because I definitely want to get it back on to you. But hey, to listen, Mickey's me- a wrestler. She's going to do what wrestlers do, try to get herself over. Dreamer's <laughs> been doing that his whole career at the expense of others. So, well, but 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 just to but just to go back to what Mickey just said to me, and and Mickey, um, listen, Mr. Callis and I are not friends. You know, okay. I, I, I I think, and Mr. Callis, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here. I don't even think you like me. And, and, and that's okay. But when somebody speaks the truth, especially somebody like me who created the, the number one sports talk radio show on Sirius XM, I have to acknowledge when truth is being told. So my personal feelings about Don Callis, you know, that's one thing, but when somebody mm-hmm. speaks the truth and somebody has facts to back up what they're saying, like Mr. Callis is doing Mickey, it's not about taking sides. It's about just right. acknowledging so as a journalist, I'm real. I'm just acknowledging what Don Callis is saying here because it's 100 percent the truth. He doesn't yeah. like me. He doesn't like me on a personal level. He may respect me on a professional level, but he definitely doesn't like me on a personal level. But that's mm-hmm. OK, because here he is a guest on our show and he's speaking the truth. So that's true. all I want. To I, say. I love that Mr. LaGreca is giving me the tough compliments because they're hard to come by these days, Mickey. I got to say. And uh, I guess I'm being villainized for doing what Mickey, you and Tommy have done your whole career and what every successful wrestler has done, acted in my own self-interest. But I'm also acting in the self-interest of professional wrestling because I call Kenny Omega the god of pro wrestling. He's a false idol. 
it's being exposed. God, it's going to be painful uh, when Kenny Omega is exposed as the guy who benefited from me. You say it was quick, Mickey. It wasn't quick. I was a year in a hospital room. Every surgery he had that year that he was off getting better, I was there. I was talking to the doctors. I was coordinating the medical procedures. Then when we came back, I was ready for another world title run. What else am I here for? And I was told, no, I want to do this trios thing with the Young Bucks. I thought at the time, maybe what we can do is kind of ease into this singles thing. But then it took on a life of its own, best of seven. And I'm sitting at home going, I'm giving advice to Kenny, and then he's getting opposite advice from the Bucks. We went to Japan and beat Will Ospreay in the Tokyo Dome. It was the last time I feel I really connected with Kenny. But the minute we set foot in, on North American soil and he got infiltrated with this blather and this fluff of the Young Bucks of just wanting to have fun. Those kids are great. They're a generational tag team. I love Nick and Matt. They're just really toxic for Kenny Omega. And Mickey, if you think it was fast, look at this scar on my head. That's 24 stitches right there, suspected skull fracture, plastic surgery. I spent the night in the emergency room in St. Louis, which is one of the worst holes I've ever been to. This is because of Kenny. This is because I put myself at risk to try to mend a relationship with his friend, Hangman Page. If Kenny didn't have a codependency with his friends, I'm never there to get attacked by John Moxley. I don't blame Moxley. Moxley did Scorpion the Frog. Moxley does what he does. Don't be surprised when Moxley punches someone or attacks them or cuts them open. That's what he does. I expect that from John Moxley. I don't expect to be put into that position by my family, Kenny Omega. I understand that. Um, there's there's a lot here. I think we could have you on for an hour to just to try have you to been paying attention, Tommy, or were you on a, a mental break there for a while? <laughs> I was listening to everything that you said. Okay, good. We could have you on for an hour to discuss our relationship. Well, tonight you're uh, you know going to be on Dynamite, and you're basically uh, we're they're promoting it as we will hear from. You and Takeshna. Here's my issue. Why bring him in? Um, the I know you have a, a personal relationship with him. Here's a guy that the fans were organically taking to. Here's a guy that could be next level. And are you saying, like, kind of by like with your side, he'll replace Kenny Omega or be that type of talent? What was Mike Tyson without Don King, Tommy? Rich. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> That's true. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega was a great wrestler and he was rich, yeah. but he didn't have the success that he had until I came on board. Takeshita is the next level of Kenny Omega. Takeshita's bigger, six foot three, 240. Takeshita's stronger. And amazingly, I will say, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's a better athlete than Kenny Omega, Tommy, but he's on that level. This kid was an Olympic hopeful in what? Decathlon. Just, do you all know what decathlon is? That's yeah. 10 events. He didn't have to be great at one. Like Kenny was great at hockey. He had to be great at 10. So why bring in Takeshita? Because Takeshita is the future of AEW. And Takeshita has struggled since he's been here, not to have great matches, but to consistently make good decisions. I'll give you a quick example. I flew from Tokyo. I left Kenny after the Tokyo Dome to fly to PWG to scout Takeshita. This kid 
had six matches in two days and on 18 hours rest wrestled Brian Danielson. Those just aren't smart decisions that someone with representation makes. So those bad decisions are going to go away. And we're going to see that Takeshita is the future of professional wrestling. Like I said, I lost my family. My family was ripped from me by Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So you know what I'm going to do, Tommy? I'm going to build myself my own family, a family that I can actually count on. Because as you know, Tom, like if you can't count on family, you can't count on anybody. So I've been victimized. And now I'm going to start to rebuild things, rebuild my life, rebuild this place with my own family, the one that I choose. They say you can't choose your family. I'm about to. Interesting. Well, I guess based on what you just said, my original question of asking if you're okay, you seem to be fine. Like, I'm sure emotionally this has been taxing for you, but with the plan that you have moving forward, it sounds like you're completely okay with what the future could hold for you. There's five stages of grief or something like that, uh, I think I heard sometime. And for people with sub-100 IQs like Tommy Dreamer, um, they go through all of those stages of grief. Um, I recognize that that's just simply a construct of a sociology PhD from many, many years ago, and it actually is meaningless. We have to live in this moment. But it, the problem that I've always had with someone with a 171 IQ is that I can't always be in the moment because I'm always thinking months, years ahead. It's why I've been able to accomplish what I've accomplished in this business in a very short period of time. So now I am tortured by the fact that I have a vision and I can't wait for it to come true. I really can't because I'm going to be back on here and the four of you, the three of you, whoever the guy is that talked to me before, Jimmy, was his name Jimmy? The production it's, it's, dude? It, it, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> Paul. Underneath. Paul. underneath. I'll be back on here with all of you and you'll be saying, oh my God, if we'd only known what you had planned, we can't believe what has just happened. That's what's going to happen. I am going to reshape All Elite Wrestling and I'm going to take the elite out of All Elite Wrestling, if you know what I mean. Well, Mr. Callis, See, Tommy, that's what they call a play on words, you know, (laughs) from from books. I like There's no part of this, Dawn, that is like out of pain. Tommy's not available, Dave and Mickey. He's not available next week for the show because he's got to do a uh, house show on a mud floor in the middle of Alabama for 300 bucks. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll be in Alabama in a couple of weeks, by the way. Of course you will. For Father's Day. (laughs) Great. So there's no part of you that thinks like maybe the screwdriver was a bit much or maybe it's just like to kind of show Kenny that he needed you after all. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there, there's gotta, this feels a bit vindictive, Don. Um, I'm not governed by my emotions. Like you may be, and Tommy certainly is. Um, I make strategic decisions as I Mm -hmm. mentioned on the JR interview that I did. Um, sometimes it's not enough in a toxic relationship to simply say, Hey, thanks for coming. This has been great. I think we should, we're bad for each other. Sometimes the other person doesn't get the, Kenny Omega is an emotional vampire. He's a leech. Something goes great. He's off with his friends. Soon as something catastrophic happens, he's back to daddy Dawn. So I had to do something that it would be very clear to Kenny. There's no coming back from this. This is done. 
you know, and he's not facing reality. His mother, Marla, is disgusted with him. His dad, Lance, told me, you're the son I wish I'd had. Wow. Because Kenny's a disappointment. His uncle, who trained me as a wrestler, God rest his soul, the Golden Sheik, he is rolling over in his grave right now watching what Kenny Omega is doing, throwing away his greatness for what? For friends? Friends make you weak. That's the bottom line. And Tommy knows if there's one thing, there's two things I can't stand. One is stupidity, hence our relationship, Tommy and I. And the other one is weakness. I cannot abide weak people. I didn't drop everything in my life to come and help Kenny Omega so that we could have playtime with the Bucks and Hangman Page. So if I have to deal with the Blackpool Combat Club, or if I have to build my own family to make a point, I'm going to do that. Because when you talk about Takeshita, Mickey, you've seen him wrestle, 24 years old. I mean, think about what I'm gonna do with Takeshita in the next 10 years. I mean, you can talk about Ricky Dozan, you can talk about Inoki, Baba, Saruta, Hansen, Hase, you can name them all. They are all going to cower at the feet, historically speaking, of Takeshita. And you're going to see it starting tonight on Dynamite. Uh, with your one reference, and a lot of things that you are saying are 100% truth. Um, and I've worked with Don. I've been very, very close with Don. I've also been very, like Don said, estranged with, with uh, Don. We have just about but, 60 seconds, Tommy, before we have to sign off. So. Cool. Uh, remember that Brady won uh, Super Bowl without Bill Belichick as well. That's all. Well, I'm better than Bill Belichick, so yeah. that's a poor comparison, Tommy. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. AEW, get along. It's a new company. The last thing you want is cracks in the foundation. Get along. Let's do this. Be a team. Let's go, team. Go, team. Go. Or David, like yes, yes, Tom. You could just say, like, how was work? Eh, Scott's a jerk, but like he got lit on fire, so it's okay. Like, um, <laughs> or you know, instead of like always harping on all the negative, because right. maybe that's why you were married three times. <laughs> I don't know, Dave. Kind of really doing a deep dive on you right now. But I mean, but... life number one. Can you believe what the banks <laughs> done? The stupid bankers. Life number two. Can you believe the NFL people? These stupid NFL people. Well, I and I think too, Tommy. <gasps> I think it's like as you go through life, you even know that there's relationships that you're going to get along with people at certain times, and then not get along with them at other times. You're going to have disagreements. It's called part of like relationship building and and those things, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to go out there and do great business together. And at the end of the day, this is a business and you're out there trying to make incredible stories and make money and um, build your credibility and, and who you are as a performer. And you want to be able to do that against the best. And so I think it's just a bit like a little bit more in your ego when you're coming from it like oh i just don't like this person and you know less about the bigger picture you know and, and but we all make those mistakes especially as young and i think talent and i think that's the thing too is that there's a lot of young talent not necessarily because there's a lot of young talent at nxt too but the difference is is i think you know it's a very formulated like there are they have coaches like Shawn michaels and like all of these people that they're sitting underneath the umbrella and listening to, and they're guiding them and they're coaching them where there is um, a lot of those, there is talent over there. I mean, they got Chris Daniels, you got Billy Gunn, you got a lot of, you know, Chris Jericho, a lot of people like that, like that can help mold and, and help the talent. But I feel like the talent, not all, and I don't mean this as a general thing as all the talent, but I think that there is a culture, a little subculture that's been built that they don't need to listen to those talent. And I don't know where that narrative has come from or whether it's their coaching or whatever, but 
it's wrong, you know, and, and it's, I want them to learn, like, they're so blessed to have all of these people to learn from, and you're not capitalizing on it. And to me, if you want to be the best that you can be, you should be listening to the bet people who have been there and have been the best and have made the money and have made the stories and stuff. And, and I don't mean to generalize, because I know there's a lot of talent there that does listen and does do all that. So I'm not just saying that, but I think that there's a little bit more of that culture because it is a baby company and it is a, we're doing this together or whatever. Somehow that narrative has gotten twisted around a little bit. And I just, you know, for the I, betterment of everybody. And, and, and Mickey, when you have a new company, there's going to be growing pains. And I think, no doubt. I think and, and I think AEW right now is going through some of those growing pains. Mm -hmm. Listen, they, they have a big event mm -hmm. coming at the end of August where right now about 65,000 fans already have Unbelievable. purchased tickets, which is, which is fantastic. But you know, there is, and, and I think, and it's unfortunate. And I think a lot of times when you have that drama and you have social media, and that's going to be the topic mm -hmm. of our master's class this Sunday is about social media and something Ric Flair said, and he did, he's Ric Flair said that social media is running res, wrestling, not ruining wrestling, but running wrestling. And I think when you put your stuff out there on social media or you have a show Mickey, like an all access where you're showing the wounds and you're ripping off the bandaid and you're letting people see some of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Now your fan base knows about that. So now right. they're, they're more attracted to that or they're more fixated on that than the product that's going on in the ring. I, I right. and, and listen, I was well, lucky enough to be on that show. I think that show was a mistake because I don't think you want to show that stuff this early in the infancy mm. of a company. I think it's better. Hey, Watch our product on Wednesday. We got a show coming up on Saturday. Like, I don't think people need to know about the drama that's going on behind yeah, the scenes. I don't know. I thought it was cool and I thought it was exciting because you could see some of that. I do agree. It's still kind of early in the company because it is not a well-oiled machine at this point because they're still growing. And it's, it's been remarkable what they've been able to do since the infancy of AEW. No you know, doubt. No doubt. Come now and then going to, you know, Wembley Arena. I, that's amazing. The stadium, actually, not the arena, because they're yes. two different venues. But the that's incredible. And and a lot of people were saying, oh, they're not going to, there's no way they're going to sell out or even, and I was thinking like, oh, 30, 40,000 tickets is a win. You know, they're 60, 70,000 tickets at this point. Like they're close to sold out. And I, and there's, it could, could possibly completely sell out. Who's to say? And that's awesome. But at the same time, um, that was just my, you know, my thinking, because I want them to do well and I want them to succeed. I just, you know, I think there needs to be a little bit of uh, structure in that part. That's all. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Vic Delicious, Hale Collins, The Now. Guys, welcome to the show for first time ever. I'm busted <laughs> And I got I got to tell you, I I got to tell first you something. You guys are great. You guys are one of the best tag teams out there. 
You're going to be a part of the Crockett Cup taking place this weekend, which is which is amazing. Uh, yep. I see you many, many evenings at ISPW, which runs New Jersey when it comes to independent pro wrestling. But I got to be honest with you, Hale and Vic. This is a Tommy thing. Tommy wanted you on the show today. I didn't want you guys on the show today. I just, want, I just, I just want to make it clear. This was, this was not a spot that I wanted to do. This was all Tommy Dreamer. And out of uh -huh. respect for Tommy Dreamer, I'm putting you guys on the air. And the reason why. Like a protest. Yes. I, and, and Mickey was just like, just do mm. whatever Tommy wants to do. Because that's, that's mm -hmm. Mickey. You know, when you talk about a partnership, especially with uh, Vic, um, and I always say to people, you, you can't give up. You got to follow your dreams. And yes, it doesn't you don't know where that dream is going to take you. And as long as it doesn't interfere with your real life for Vic, uh, life uh, changed for him uh, real quickly where he had a serious leg injury and uh, he almost lost his leg. What were you an hour away from them cutting off your leg? Yeah, just a few hours, but yeah, twice yeah. actually. Ah, just once or twice. You got two legs. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, <laughs> two legs. Uh, still, thank and God. He said, yeah. "I remember this because you said it to me on my house of hardcore pod. I dedicated my career slash life to my partner in the sense of I want to give this because I'm getting a sh a second chance with my legs. Uh, he broke it in a freak accident wrestling on a show, and then how long were you out for? Um, well, I was out for a full year because uh, I, I broke it and then I broke it again and then it got infected super bad. So um, I didn't get a chance to get back into the ring like and actually have a match until after the pandemic was over. And that right. was December 1st, 2017, when I broke my leg. Mm -hmm. So Wow. Yeah. That's and then uh, there was a crazy time there. And then this, just this past year, I had to one of the screws taken out of my ankle uh, just to increase my range of motion and the, because uh, it was kind of like affecting being able to move my toes and stuff. So uh, I had them take the screw out and it actually brought the infection back. So uh, I had to go through all of that again this past uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and I uh, almost lost my leg again and had the whole deal. So you hear, uh, you know, the universe ends up reminding you constantly uh, of your why. And I have a, a deep appreciation for being able to get in there and to do this. And the first time that we were, you know, on a run and making it, making it as a team, uh, my head wasn't necessarily in the right place all the time. I had a problem with alcohol. I was doing a lot of things for um, ego beast. And when you get humbled to the point where you're going to lose one of your limbs and you get humbled to the point where everything that you love is taken away from you. And I mean that in every way. I had my family taken away. I had my children taken away. I had everything taken away from me. Um, and to get a chance to come back and do that again, you do it for the reasons that are for real. And you do it for love and you do it for um, actual passion for doing this. And, you know, every single step I take and every single move I make, I feel it in my body because that's just the luck that I've had. So to do this and do it at a high level, I have to be completely committed and I have to absolutely want to do it from my heart. And those motivations and those reasons are uh, something that turns out to be very unstoppable when you focus that attention and that energy in that direction. And I'm very lucky to have a tag team partner who has been by my side, who has been consistent and who has um, treated me with respect and let me prove to him that uh, 
I am who I said I am, which is really cool. And I owe him a lot for that. So see, it's all about the story and the journey. And, uh, you know, if you also look at, uh, you guys, for me, it's their professionalism. We were talking about professionalism before when, you know, Vic said, Hey, we're going to be on busted open. They made their own graphic to promote that. They're going to be on busted open. They did an amazing video of them in what 2004 talking about the NWA. Uh, and then you guys are back together. Is that right? The right year? It was, it was 2007. It was when the NWA TNA was doing their tag team tournament. They had put the challenge out to anybody in the world that wanted to come and challenge for the NWA tag team title. So we'd actually had that promo kind of like locked away and Hale goes, uh, he showed me one version and then we ended up finding like another even better version. Uh, and it just, you know, Hale had an idea for it being like a time machine. And then we ended up going into like just every moment in time that we've been a part of. Cause we ended up a lot of times Hale and I would joke about it, that we're like the forest gumps of pro wrestling that we've been <laughs> in and around all of these situations and all of these people and all of these like major monumental things, but we haven't had that moment for us. We haven't had our, moment <laughs> so um the wrestling ghosts <laughs> yeah <laughs> well Vic does, is that what keeps you going because like I would think you know and you talking about that journey that you've been on and listen I'm I'm get, I was getting emotional just hearing that story because I wasn't aware of all that and it, it it makes me appreciate the work that you do even that much more because you as I said earlier you guys are an amazing tag team together so there was probably a lot of times where you were like, all right, is this worth it? Why am I doing this? Is it, is it because, like you just said, you want to have that moment that you can kind of hang your hat on? Yeah, one, one million percent. You can't say it any more than that because uh, we haven't had that career-defining moment that leaves our mark on the pro wrestling business. And we've been, you know, longevity isn't leaving your mark on pro wrestling. And uh, just because you've been able to be around for a while and, you know, you've been annoying doesn't doesn't get you in the history books. And, you know, we find ourselves in that NWA locker room and I look around and I see guys that have been to the mountaintop and guys that have been my friends and guys that I've known this whole time. And, you know, it's cool that we're all together, but, you know, like you, know, you got you got your action figure and you got your action figure and you got your action figure and you got you got your posters and you got you got all that. And like. Like. We're still doing it. We're still trying to get our stuff. We're still trying to get to that spot. And like, we're not going to stop until we get it. So like we've come up and like re reinvented ourselves and tried to like be marketable and get in the best possible shape that we can and be professional and be the people that everybody wants to work with and be the ones that um, you can constantly go to for feedback and for help and for anything that could possibly want in pro wrestling, we want to be those guys. And then we want to go out there and we want to make our mark. And like, yes, all the things that come with that are awesome, but we're already been doing this for over 20 years. Like it's not about getting rich and famous. It's not like, it's not about that to me. Like it's about leaving our mark and like having something that like my kids can go and like play with my action figure and they can go put in that DVD 10 years from now and be like, look at my dad, look at what he did. Like that stuff means something to me and it means something in my heart to like motivate me and push me forward and keep me going. Cause like Hale and I have worked on this for a really long time. Like we almost had it stolen from us. Somebody tried to steal this from us. Like it means a lot to us. It's not, it's not, it's not about 
just a win and a loss in pro wrestling. It's about leaving our mark. And that Crockett Cup this weekend is leaving our mark. You can't take that away from us. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, you also you have somebody believing in you um, in Billy Corgan uh, and yep. being part of that locker room. Um, so you've already kind of discussed. But how do you think winning that tournament changes your life? Is that uh, leaving your mark in the industry? We become more. more. I'm sorry, Hal. Uh, we, if we go all the way to the, when we win the Crockett Cup, we become immortal. You know, we, we join the names of, that won the Crockett Cup before. And I'm, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't stop. Vic's not either. So achieve that. Next, you know, uh, NWA tag champs. Got to go after them. It's like different stages of what we want. But we got to start here. We got to start with this Crockett Cup. We got to get it. We got to win. And what I told them, and, you know, it, it kind of holds even truth more so now. I said, hey, guys, guess what I've never done? I've never been in the Crockett Cup. <laughs> I want to be in it because that's something that means that a lot to me. But like, uh, no me, way. And, me and Bully don't talk, so I can't be a partner with him, so we don't care. About <laughs> but uh, it, it's cool that you get this opportunity again. It's cool that, you you know, somebody believes in you and, you know, Billy Corrigan and the NWA and that you're getting an opportunity. And this is also for, you know, independent wrestlers or, you know, also just fans about, you know, hey, you don't understand – people's journeys if you look at Vic Vic's probably in the best shape of his life and he's a much older performer than when you first started on this journey because you said you weren't taking things as serious you thought you were but you weren't and uh it's also up, funny go ahead I would just say that you end up thinking that when they tell you that it's a cosmetic business that your talent or that your ability or something can maybe beat that and in certain cases, in some cases, yes, it can be. But, you know, I heard you gave a really great piece of advice when you guys interviewed Magnum TA a few weeks ago. And uh, he was talking about a conversation he'd had with Bruiser Brody when he had gotten all big and jacked up. And Bruiser Brody said, yeah, that's great that you're all big and jacked up, but you can't maintain that. And in pro wrestling, it's about being able to look like you're an athlete, being able to look like you can go, but having something that you can maintain because we're doing this every single weekend or in some cases every single night. And I thought, you know, and I had the mindset in my brain that like, I was, oh, I'm good. I, I don't, I don't need to have abs or I don't need to, to work out as hard as everybody else does or um, the dieting that I would do. And I wouldn't see full success. I always had like some reason I would, I was drinking through dieting. Like that was dumb. Like uh, just, you know, silly things like that. And uh, when that's, you're that's able that's to funny, like, that's funny you say that. Cause like, I was like, heck man, I don't get it. Like you're dieting. Like, What's going on? He's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's just, it's about like everybody comes and gives you advice about how to make it in pro wrestling. And they tell you that it's about your body. And there's so many people who don't want to hear that it's about your body, but it really is. And it's not about looking like an Abercrombie model. It's about mm -hmm. looking like you can, you can fight somebody. You can be in shape or that you can, you know, you look like somebody that like when you walk into a room, people are like, well, who's that guy? Like you right. always hear that advice about walking through the airport where Vince McMahon would always say, you got to have that airport look where you walk through the airport and people are like, well, who's that guy? Like you always, you know, you, you chase after that. And there were times in my career where I didn't necessarily think that was true. And if I can offer like a, just a piece of something to throw back to everybody, it does matter. And like, you think that your talent, you think that when you're young, you know, all the things that you can do athletically are going to make you, um, stand out, you'll get that job, you'll make all that money, you'll save it, and then you'll be good to go. You buy your mom a house, you're good to go. It, it, you have to take care of your body from the time you start in this business, and then you have to look good and take care of it all the way through. If you want to have longevity, you want to have a long career, and um, 
you have to take it very, very seriously because people want people have to pay money to see people that are larger than life. People don't pay money to see their neighbor next door. I don't even know 100%. who my neighbor next door is. Um, the, but you also, what you also, when you're in your top physical form, you're also a better in-ring performer. Mm-hmm. I know for my felt myself, I'm, I've struggled with my weight my entire career. I've gotten down to 274. Boom, my mom dies. In one weekend, I gained 16 pounds, actually 17 pounds, from a Wednesday to a Sunday. I was going to bed eating chip witches. And I was just like, I don't want to be on TV looking like this. And I could put myself on TV any day I want. But then it's just like, uh, also, wow, you're moving really slow. I don't want you to be, I don't want to be that slow moving performer because I didn't move too fast to begin with. So you have, um, and it's not a self-conscious thing. It's like, well, look at everybody else here. You want to look a certain way because then also you're, you're going to move a certain way. Look at Walter Gunther, two different people, but then look where they are in their career for how he like, literally I'm going to invest in myself because I also have a company investing in me and it's going to pay off. If he wanted to become heavier later in his life, cool, but don't do it now. I think back what you say about when you wrestled AJ Styles and that you were concerned that you were going to have to be able to hang with him all the way through. And um, we started training for this Crockett Cup in January this year. So we've been actively on a training program uh, since I got cleared to walk. Um, Yeah, no pizza. It's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it's been um, literally like we've been training just for this weekend. So when you say like you perform better in the ring and you do better in the ring, like, yes, like that is 1 million percent like like why we've been training and everything. Cause we're, we're expecting to go for two days and wrestle three, four times a day. And um, that's what we're training for. So yeah, a hundred percent when you're in the ring and you feel more confident, you feel yeah. great when you're taking pictures, you feel great when you're doing all of your, your poses and your things, you know, you mm-hmm. got that um, feel like somebody. Awesome. Uh, and just so we can digress crazy wrestler brain that Vic has, cause I talked to him a lot. He just said, I've been training this since January, since I was cleared to walk. <laughs> Think of that. Think of yeah. that going into yeah. that tournament when you when you see a tag team like that, uh, you know, when you're watching this weekend. Um, it's 100 percent the truth. 100 percent the truth. Is. The moment the moment but, they told me I was cleared to walk, we, we were training for it. So. OK, yeah. Most people are like, all right, well, like uh, I just got cleared to walk like. uh <laughs> No, but you guys, all right, well, I got this Crockett Cup, which is how important it is and how much it does mean. I hope you guys uh, not only win, but, like, uh, you get to bring home the trophy because then we're going to stop by and get some sushi, and uh, you got to bring that you got to bring that. Are you going to eat it out of the cup? Or drink something <laughs> out of it, drink some water. Did you have, did you have like, 100, 143 pieces last time we ate sushi? I don't need to know what we're talking about. We're talking about you guys, guys. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I – I do want to say this, and 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 Hale, I, I apologize. The next time we have you on, I guarantee we'll get you to to talk a little bit more. But just hearing Vic's story, I think, is important oh, today. And 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 I kind of want to give you both your flowers, but especially Vic, you know, hearing your story. Like, I know that maybe at this point, and who knows what the future holds, that maybe you do hold that Crockett Cup in your hands. Maybe you do have that action figure. But you know, whether that happens or not. I do want to let you guys know how good you are and how much the fans appreciate 
what you're able to do. And Vic, for you to say that statement that as soon as you got cleared to walk, you started training for this moment this weekend in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I, I want you to know that that's been, that's that that is noticed and that we appreciate what you have done for pro wrestling and you have your fans that really appreciate you. So I want you to know that. So no matter what the outcome is this weekend, we love you and we respect you and we appreciate everything that you've been able to do. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.